rodeoing, riding steers, bucking hay, like you name it, I did it. But then, then you take me out of the one thing that I love the most. Ugh. And then first day of clinicals, you have me go slice my head and I got to get three staples and I'm still told to show up. Who do you think I am? See, that's the thing. See, God, he don't, he doesn't just like think you are somebody. He knows you are somebody. He knows exactly who I am. He knew in that very moment that I was going to be just fine. And how many of you got parents like that? What's up, guys? It is Coach Callie B, and you are coming with me to the gym. This is your Fresh Five. Okay, so literally, it takes me about five minutes to get to the gym where I love to work out. And I don't know about you guys, but whenever I am headed to go do something that I love to do, and working out isn't something that I love to do every single day, but I do have moments where I am filled with joy because I get to move a little bit. Um, I've now worked out a good routine as far as uh, getting up in the morning, doing the things I need to do for myself to stay in the word versus the world, get my daughter to school, head to the gym, get ready at the gym. And then when I come home to protect my peace in my home, I make sure that I'm ready. I hit the door because I work from home. I do a lot of my computer work. My video work with my athletes, uh, my podcast guest work, scheduling, all that stuff is done from home. Um, I find that <clears throat> I don't do a lot of work if I go to a coffee shop. I mean, there are times and places that I need to do that, but when I have my full-on office at home, five minutes from the gym, I just take a shower, get ready, do what I need to do, and get home and work. So, with that being said, I wanted to talk to you guys about... Just keeping things simple, like how we as just a person, we are constantly overthinking everything we do. All right. I I don't know about you, but I see a lot of trend on social where women, especially women, and I think men have the same issues too, but I think women are constantly second guessing themselves. And a lot of it has to do with, that's kind of how we were designed, right? Um, being a former, uh, competitive collegiate athlete and just still constantly being competitive, right? Um, I've had to learn how to speak into myself. And that was kind of one of the hardest things I had to do after college ball was be able to coach myself. Um, I've talked to other female athletes who, when injury took them out of the game or like in my case it was a genetic clotting disorder that I was born with and nobody knew until I was 20 after I had a massive blood clot in my brain that was 98% occluded that blood clot was kind of a blessing in disguise because it led to the diagnosis of the genetic clotting disorder from basically I got one gene from each parent and the hematologist was like, haha, you hit the genetic lottery. You got the worst clotting disorder of them all. I'm like, sweet. So no, it wasn't an excuse, you know, um, something I was born with, uh, NCAA would not let me play. So that was kind of the hardest. I, I would say that was probably one of the first rock bottoms I ever hit as an athlete. And I just remember 
my first week out of the hospital, I tried to hang on to that routine that had been so driven in me as far as going to the gym and working out, right? And it was there where I uh, had 175 pounds slam into my head after I had been hospitalized for seven days because of the blood clot. It, they had, you know, dissolved it with the blood thinners. Like they were able to get through it and keep my blood flowing appropriately, obviously, because I'm still alive. Um, <clears throat> that sucker, though, it was 98% included, like two more percent. And I just, they said I could have dropped dead from a sneeze the next day. I could have died from a sleep. Um, I could have gotten a wreck and suffered a concussion and that minor concussion could have wiped me out because of that clot in my brain so super super crazy right but anyways that that space when I got hit my head on that cap machine uh, my ego was more hurt. Um, I didn't really care so much about my head so I took a little stroll to the restroom and kind of had a come to Jesus meeting with myself before that was even trending and noticed my neck was itching. And I went to itch my neck and there was something sticky on my hand. And that sticky icky was blood. And lo and behold, that machine had sliced my scalp wide open. So from there, I called my mom. I'm like, mom, you know, this is what's happening. And she said, you know, get get to your apartment, go do your things, like get ready, go to go to go to ultrasound school. I'm like, ugh, I don't wanna go. Like this sucks. I'm not gonna go. I'm not going. Like I literally have been out of the hospital for a week. I can't play softball anymore. Like I don't even know how to function. I don't know how to be a student without being an athlete. I, I don't know. You know, and in truth I was asking, Mama, I need you to tell me how high to jump like I'm asking you tell me to jump but tell me how high and so she just flat out just and I was I was spiraling I was like I'm not going I was so angry at God like why did you do this to me like softball was me softball was my thing and and now I can't even play anymore like what am I supposed to do with my life now and so I shower, I get it all cleaned up, I go to the hospital. I mean, I grandfathered in as an ultrasound tech. So clinicals were day one out of the gate. And it was awesome because I grew up around anatomy. So that stuff always came easy to me. Like I knew where the organs were, I knew what medical terminology was and particular words. So clinicals came quickly and easy, so to speak. It was the physics that got my go. Um, but I just remember going in and going in the ER and yeah, I had sure enough sliced my head wide open on the top left side. Like I still have a scar to this day and, um, I received three staples first day of clinicals. What? What? Really? Come on, God. First... First, she gave me this blood clot that finds this genetic clotting disorder that lo and behold, I had the entire first 20 years of my life. I mean, I grew up rodeoing, riding steers, bucking hay, like you name it, I did it. But then, then you take me out of the one thing that I love the most. Ugh. And then first day of clinicals, you have me go slice my head and I got to get three staples and I'm still told to show up. Who do you think I am? See, that's the thing. 
See, God, he don't, he doesn't just like think you are somebody. He knows you are somebody. He knows exactly who I am. He knew in that very moment that I was going to be just fine. How many of you got parents like that? How many of you have parents that are willing to ride shotgun through the adversity of life with you? Because I know my God, my God is like literally, he's just chilling right now. He's in my car with me. He's hanging out. Because I know what I'm saying right now, that isn't me. That is God. Just coming on through, coming on through. But he's reminding me as I'm traveling to the gym and I'm in the muck of traffic, which I don't like to drive down here. This big city, you know, fifth largest city in the nation traffic is not cool, but I'm glad my commute to the gym is about five minutes because everybody has somewhere to go just like everybody has an opinion, right? It doesn't mean that your somewhere to go is more important than my somewhere to go. Just like doesn't mean that your opinion is better than my opinion or vice versa. It just means we're all going somewhere where we all got a thought process about something. That simple. So, with this fresh five minutes, I told you we're going to talk about keeping it simple. So, how are you keeping it simple in your life? Not keeping it real, keeping it simple. What are you allowing in your life? What are you not allowing in your life? What are you allowing people to have access to? And what are you not allowing people to have access to? It's that simple. For example, as a travel ball softball coach, guess what? As a parent, you don't have access to me for 24 hours. 24 hours. You cannot call me. You you don't even get to call me and tell me we did a good job. You don't. You can shoot me a text, don't mean you're gonna get a response. See, that's called protecting your peace, protecting your joy, protecting your love of whatever it is you're called to do. I love the coach. I love softball. See, God, he didn't think I was a good ball player. He knew I was a good ball player. He put that, he instilled that in me. He wanted more. I was made for more than just to play the game. He said, all right, you're good. You've done it since you were about four. I need you to, you know, put your big girl chonies on and you're going to step up and you're going to coach. I didn't know that it was going to be such a blow to the gut, blow to the heart, right? Not being able to play anymore. But I'm telling you right now, the way he wrote my story gives me such an insight on how to look at people and help people and know when... I can access them or they can access me. So I'm very grateful for my adversity. You know, I was watching a little clip the other day and one of the one of the professional barrel racers I follow, Fallon, he was talking about that, how adversity kind of gives you the upper hand. And it truly does. But it also teaches you, if you let it teach you, how to keep it simple. So, my question to you today, I gotta finish my pre-workout, yes, I needed a little pre-workout today, Mm -hmm. is, 
what are the three things that you can do in your life wherever you're at right now? Whether it's your relationships, your marriage, your job, you being a mommy, I don't care what it is. What are three ways that you can keep it simple? You find yourself second guessing yourself. You find yourself overthinking things. Stop, drop, hammer time. No, I'm just teasing. I want you to think about three ways that you can keep it simple. So let's just let's just throw a simple analogy out there. Three ways that I can keep it simple to make sure that I follow through with my commitment to stay on my healthy train is I really, 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 really try to get at least six hours of sleep. If I can get eight, I'm doing great. But there are some nights where I just can't sleep in that, you know, first hour. And there are some nights where, (laughs) like Sunday night after our tournament, oh my goodness, I was dreaming of hollering at our little left fielder to catch a ball and she she made some great catches and stuff and I just remember dreaming and it was like a replay in my brain and I I made an audible sound which in my dream it said her name but the sound that came out of my mouth was more like a <laughs> but I just was like oh so some nights I have nights like that where as soon as my head hits the pillow I'm out okay so at least six hours of sleep. Um, I make sure another thing that I do is I make sure I get a simple carb in my system, um, at least 30 minutes out from my workout. And another thing that I do is I make sure my gym bag, my like workout bag, plus my get ready to go at the gym bag is ready to go. Like just three simple ways because I'm telling you right now on the mornings that I don't have that gym bag ready um or my things together it just adds drama chaos like are you are you are you picking up what I'm putting down so simplify it three things that you can do to keep it simple whatever it is you're doing right now whatever it is you're walking through right now don't sit here and tell me you can't I know you can, you are fully capable and you are able to empower yourself. If you are choosing not to, that's just you choosing not to uh, stand up in the moment and own it. But I'm gonna tell you right now, just cause you back down this time does not mean that it's not gonna roll back around again. So you're gonna face the same thing again. So I invite you today at this moment in time, stand up for yourself and the adversity that you're going through right now and write down, record three things that you can do to simplify whatever it is. All right, guys. Well, like I said, I got to finish this and I told you this was a fresh five and it's actually a fresh 15. So I hope you guys have a beautiful day. And as always, thanks for listening and God bless. All right, guys, before you get off here, I want to invite you to follow me on all my social media platforms. You're like, coach, what are they? Let's go. Well, I'm going to simplify it for you. We're going to keep it really simple, just like I do in coaching. I want you to go to CallieVSoftball.com. That's Callie like Sally, but with a K, V as in Victor, softball.com. That's my website. From there, you can access all the follow links to my socials, as well as subscribe to my website. 
why would you subscribe to my website? Well, if you're local, you're going to receive the schedule to my pop-up pitching clinics before it even hits social, all right? But you also have the opportunity to book your free game plan call with me to see if you're in a good place for online training, or maybe you want to do one-on-one training and I have openings, or maybe you want to do small group training. This is where it starts. This is how you get your foot in the door to work with me, Coach Callie B. And last, if you are not subscribing to this podcast, I want to invite you to do so. All right, as I get fed and I fail forward, I am going to share with you the things that I'm learning along the way with hopes that it won't prevent you from your failing forward or the things that you need to go through so you can grow too, but it'll give you a sense of security knowing that this is your process. Like what I share is my process. And that's something that I share very big with my pitchers is to trust their process. No one else's, but theirs. So by subscribing to this podcast, you're going to learn how to own your opportunity. Take care and God bless.